Welcome or welcome back to the Amanda Perry podcast hosted by me, Amanda Perry. Conversations with founders for founders. This podcast aims to bring you the stories you want to hear and the people you want to hear them from. Expect practical tips, inspiring anecdotes, raw confessions and a lot of laughs along the way. We're keeping it pretty unscripted and conversational, so I promise to ask the questions that you really want to know. Thanks for joining. Let's get into the show. Today's guest is an award-winning cosmetic dentist, international lecturer and British Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry board director. He owns the highly successful Rothley Lodge dental practice and in 2020 on a mission to help the nation take better care of their teeth whilst also reducing plastic from the oceans, he launched Parlor Toothpaste Tabs along with his co-founder. I'm really happy to welcome to the show today, Dr. Simon Child. Simon, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time out. You sound like perhaps the busiest person I've ever spoken to. That's that's <laughs> quite a list of, of responsibilities and, and titles, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, most of the time I, I keep the, the plate spinning in a, in a manageable way. Sometimes the, the worlds collide simultaneously and it, and it all gets a bit much, but um as part of the life of being an entrepreneur, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah definitely a few a few plates to spin there. So I gave a kind of uh, potted overview of of who you are and what you do, but we're we're really talking about Parlor toothpaste today and the the toothpaste tabs, this amazing product that you and your co-founders have developed. Do you want to talk us a, a bit through kind of how you got there as, you know, as a dentist and a very successful dentist, how you kind of came to, to launch this product? Yeah, sure. So um, uh, to, to tell you how it started, I'll, I'll take a bit of a step back further sure. than 2019, which is when we founded the brand. Um, up until that stage, I myself and, and also one of my co-founders, um, Dr. Rona Iskander, uh, had been used quite broadly by a number of different uh, sort of oral care brands as the faces of those brands. So right. I was on the uh, Channel 4 Oral-B TV advert. Uh, Rona had been on TV adverts for Sensodyne and Philips and, and lots of these other brands. And uh, what people don't realise is that uh, as dentists and dental students, these companies come in when you're a student, they give you loads of free stuff, you're indoctrinated into... Um, recommending and using their products and then obviously we've all seen the adverts that say recommended by 99% of dentists etc etc um and um and so it was quite an honor to be asked to to do these tv ads and all this sort of fun stuff um but I I, myself and and Rona are good friends and we, we have been for many years and we realized ourselves a bit of a disconnect between how we were living our normal lives our outside of dentistry lives things like using reusable water bottles and yeah. tote bags to the supermarket and being cautious of, of um, our impact on the environment. But then in our dental lives, we were just giving out as much single-use plastic as possible with these toothpaste yeah. and actually being a part of the problem, recommending it to other dentists who value our opinion. Um, and, um, and so uh, that was something that jarred with me and I've been pondering it for many, many years. Um, and I think it really came to light, especially when um, I had my first child um, back in 2018. 
And when you hear stats like by 2050, there's going to be more plastic in the ocean than fish. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a shocking statistic when you realize your daughter's going to be 30 at that stage. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm someone that love my favorite place to be. I'm going to the beach tomorrow. My favorite place to be is either on the beach, on the water, in the water, by the water. That's <laughs> the, my my spiritual home, I think. Um, and so the thought of my daughter not being able to enjoy that uh, filled me with dread. So basically myself and Rona came together and we said, right, what can we do that allows us to continue to offer dental products like toothpaste that don't have a negative impact on the environment, mm. but, and this is the crucial bit, still deliver on the oral care objectives that are mandatory for us as dentists, yeah. because we don't want, it's all well and good, the planet being protected, but if everyone's getting decay and things like, I mean, uh, you probably don't know this, but kids, the number one reason for hospitalization of a child in the UK is dental decay. Wow. Um, oh, I didn't so know that. That's a shocking stat in 2020. Yeah. Um, and, and so things like removing fluoride is unacceptable to us as dentists because we know how powerful that is at protecting the teeth. So it's actually the reason that we're called Parla is because Parla means pearl in Swedish. And we felt that was the perfect representation of the two sort of sides of our brand. Number one, pearl of the ocean, an ocean focus, protecting the oceans from single use plastic. And we've all seen the pictures of sort of plastic in, in fish and, and seabirds. Yeah, yeah stuff but then also pearly white smiles bringing in sort of our oral care expertise and and designing products that truly work in the mouth and based on really strong science and and strong evidence yeah i love that um, so that's that's how we came together we then brought in uh, dr adash thank you who was sort of our business mentor to help from a business side of things um and we were aware of the format of toothpaste tablets there were a few small brands out there at that stage that were doing good things with regards to being green and eco, but they had removed all of the effective ingredients, which would what we need for the product to actually be recommended by dentists. Right. And that was the thing that we were after. So um, we went about creating our own unique formulation uh, with our UK manufacturers to uh, deliver on those uh, oral health uh, requirements that we had, but yeah. having really, really strict ethos towards um, uh, the material selection and the sustainability of both the ingredients and the packaging. So I'll just grab a, a jar here. So for those of your listeners that don't know, this is what Parlor looks like. So yeah. very different to the normal toothpaste tube that you might be used to seeing. Um, so what you have here is a, a glass jar with an aluminium lid. And then inside you have these little toothpaste tabs or tablets, which you just pop in your mouth, you chew for five seconds. And then with a wet brush, it turns into a paste in your mouth. Yeah. Uh, brush away as normal so it's a different way of doing things and we know there's a bit of a challenge in uh getting used to something yeah when you you brush your teeth hopefully twice a day for your whole life <laughs> um, but the response has been has been amazing and um yeah we're really really proud of the of the branding and the product and we wanted to create something that looked beautiful and sort of um uh, something that people would be proud to show on their bathroom surface i know Certainly when I used to have friends around and if they were going to use sort of a communal bathroom or something, you would hide away the sort of horrible, screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> all crusty. Uh, we wanted this to be a real sort of bathroom icon. Yeah. Um, and um, Yeah, so far, so good. So that's kind that. of how we, how we came together. Um, we launched the product. It took about a year in the making for design and, and uh, for the ingredients to be sort of just right. 
And um, yeah, we launched at the start of the pandemic in 2020. So, wow, uh, incredible. Interesting incredible. time to launch. But, yeah, yeah, really interesting time. Yeah, I've, I actually bought some. I've, I've spoken to Adam, your MD, quite extensively, and I'd actually bought some. And there is definitely that um, challenge of like getting used to it. But I think one thing that really stuck with me that Adam said that I had never really thought about or just didn't know was we think that when things foam up it's it's cleaning us but that's that's kind of an added in thing isn't it because of our psychology of it and and that was the main thing that I noticed with them they're not kind of foamy are they 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 you get a great clean it feels brilliant but you don't have that it's a different feel isn't it different experience yeah and, and the reason for that is that uh, again with the ingredients we wanted to firstly be really ethical and not have a negative impact on the environment but secondly choose ingredients that were not inflammatory not causing problems yeah. that we were seeing at the front line of our dental care on a weekly basis so sodium laurel sulfate sls um, is a product that an ingredient that's the foaming agent in 95 percent of toothpaste on the market two problems with that ingredient number one it's made from palm oil which causes oh, wow. a amount of deforestation yeah um and then number two um uh, the our experience as dentists was that a lot of our patients especially the ones with more sensitive skin um would come in and say oh my mouth's really sore i can't have anything mm. spicy i'm getting these little ulcers um you, like any ideas what it is and it's actually the foaming agent. So the sodium laurel sulfate is re it's a really harsh foaming agent. It's wow. amazing making foam, making yeah. bubbles. <laughs> Does its job really well. <laughs> good, but unfortunately, it strips the lining of the mucosa, the the, the skin of the mouth, um, and can cause sort of really bad inflammation, especially in patients who have had uh, cancer. Um, oh, you see really really bad reactions to this. So that's one of the reasons that we're on the C list, which is um products that are recommended for people who have had cancer or going through cancer therapy oh, um is a, is a growing number of us yeah um, but yeah it's those sort of choices that make our life harder because if i had yeah. sls in there the transition would be so much easier yeah, we chose yeah. to have sort of a coconut based much milder foaming agent but it doesn't foam up as well as sls um but we we said to each other at the start that we were going to be so strict on our ethics because what we yeah. didn't want to do like a lot of the big brands are now doing is just greenwash the hell out of this yeah. which again yeah. would have been really easy like things like recyclable toothpaste tubes they they don't work they're not they're not a real solution they look they're, they're a big headline mm. but they don't work functionally because firstly people don't recycle stuff out of the bathroom secondly to actually recycle them you've got to cut the tip off wash out the inside then put it in recycling. And then even if it gets to the recycling center, the likelihood is they'll just see a toothpaste tube and throw it in the regular landfill. Mm -hmm. And then even if it does get recycled, it can only be recycled two or three times. So it just delays the problem to the next generation uh, because the plastic denatures after that time. So it's these sort of nuanced details that I'm really like, it's, I'm, I'm probably the strictest with the team because they'll be like, oh, this looks beautiful and it's a good price. And then yeah. I'm like, yeah, but it's not sustainable enough. It's not compostable or it's not um, actually like a real genuine product. So mm. that makes life a lot harder. It's why our product's more expensive than your sort of bog standard Colgate um, Total or yeah. something like that, like a pound at the supermarket. Um, but I can sleep better at night than I'm actually For making a reason. Yeah. 
the environment and yeah thankfully it's been really well received and we're now in supermarkets across the country and um, yeah it's going yeah, well it's amazing you've done a brilliant job I kind of kind of putting myself in your position maybe this says more about me than um than people but was there ever a time like you're a you're a busy guy was there ever a time when you thought this is a real problem and we are in a position to fix it but these two things of like the environmental thing is huge then getting the right ingredients into a environmental packaging and solution did you ever think like nah you know <laughs> that's like that's a really big problem to like to tackle you know yeah. that, it, that I always feel like when people tell these stories and they go you know there was this problem here and now we've got this business that's really successful and in all these stores it's it takes a special kind of person to see the problem and execute on it, doesn't it? I think there's a few things. I think, firstly, I'm just a naturally very entrepreneurial person. Like I, I love, I love building brand. I love yeah. building business. I love. Like I'm, I'm very much sort of head of brand for the for the company, and nothing goes out without my eye going over it. Uh, and that's why we created something like with like the the packaging all has a sort of beautiful illustrations yeah, all over I love it. Like, yeah. all of that sort of stuff like it it's not work for me like that fills me with joy yeah um, so i have this natural and actually if i hadn't have done it and someone else had have done it i've had that happen to me many times in my past and it's far more frustrating than the amount of yeah. work <laughs> doing yeah. it so that's the first thing and then the second thing is I was voted the fourth most influential dentist in the UK uh, last year. Um, I'm going into being president of the British Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry. Like, oh, if, it's wow. not, if it's not me who's going to do it, with lots of young dentists who look up to me, then mm. nothing's going to change. And don't get me wrong, it's, it's, it's so much harder than I thought it was going to be. But yeah. you always go into these things with like a naivety, right? And if you didn't have that naive, I've heard loads of people say this, like Holly Tucker and Steve Yeah, Barley. yeah. If you don't go into it with naivety, then you just wouldn't you do, don't it. do it. No. It's just I've had I've I've shed many a tear. I've had many a sleepless night over one fire or another that presents itself. I'm sure mm. I will do it again in the future. Um, but that moment when either you get an amazing uh, bit of like we've had some amazing customer feedback from from people who really have had quite a tough deal, like um, um, like blind people, just weird things that you would never expect, like blind people because they can't, they can't see how much toothpaste they're putting out. It's quite difficult for them to put the right amount yeah, of toothpaste. Yeah, yeah. That sort of stuff. With the tablets, they just throw a tablet in. It's, it's much, much easier. Wow. Um, the cancer thing, we've had loads of people report back on that. Um, lots of people have, um, who have sort of learning difficulties or, or various sort of sensitivities to artificial ingredients have found that our product, because it doesn't have any, um, is, is far better. So getting that sort of feedback is, is amazing. And then obviously yeah. those big moments like when we got on Dragon's Den or when we got into kind of going into Sainsbury's yeah. like all those moments like they, they do balance out eventually and then when you have a really bad day I always say to everyone I'm like don't worry we'll, we'll write it in the book one day when we're like yeah we're, we're regaling how successful we've been yeah. it'll be a chapter it'll just become a chapter chapter of the book yeah no I I completely agree with that and I also completely agree with the you know if you if you knew the reality you just wouldn't start would you and it, it does take a special sort of person to do that I feel like there's there's like so much to tackle here but I think the environmental side of it is so huge 
And I read a stat on your website about 1.5 billion tubes of toothpaste going into our oceans or landfill every year, which is terrifying, isn't it? What, yeah. what, what kind of impact do you think you can make on that? Like what initiatives or, you know, how, how, how will you see the impact of that? Well, it's actually, we, we've done more research into this now and it's actually looking like it's 20 billion a year annually. Um, oh that go into the landfill of the ocean, which is, is shocking. That's shocking. Terrifying. That um, and I think that, so the, the, what I haven't said yet, the key sentence that I was told very, very early on um, that really sticks in my mind is every single tube of toothpaste you've ever used still exists somewhere on our planet. Oh like that's, my gosh, that's yeah. Like if you think yeah. about it, each of us, every single person that's using toothpaste in the planet. Yeah, um, yeah. Not and there's like those little travel ones, uh, you know, all the time they just buy the worst, those. Yeah, 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 yeah. The way that actually works with the big companies is they dump like crates of those free little samples on your dental practice for free. And obviously as a dentist, you're like, oh, it's these, it, this toothpaste works. There you go, a nice little treat, use this. Yeah. And then it, yeah, unless you think about it and you actually sort of take a step back, it, it seems like a really good idea, but then you realise that's literally used for a week and then it lasts 500 years. Like, Oh my God. How, how does that make any sense? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so we're, we're trying to hit this from as many angles as possible. Um, and um, obviously our, our, our grand aim is for, for everyone to make the switch from tubes to tablets. Um, we're, we're aiming for 5% of the UK population by 2024. That's sort of one of our, one of our visions. Um, Amazing. To make that switch um and um and we're on track for that at the moment so the the um the uptake has been has been brilliant and obviously big retailers taking us on board uh, when we're still a fledgling company we're only sort of only just turning to two now um and we're already in sainsbury's and boots um we we're literally about to launch into a cardo um That's incredible. another national retailer coming in april that I, I won't jinx by saying who it is but <laughs> massive one um so for them to take us on board really reinforces that credibility. Yeah. Um, that's been really good. And we're actually, so, so obviously the main aim is people just to use parlor instead of their tubes. Obviously that's, that's mm. the, the whole aim of the game. Uh, and we think that toothpaste tablets will become like shampoo bars. Like they will become just mm. ubiquitous. Everyone will know what they are. Uh, and there'll be a certain percentage of the population that use them, certain population that don't. And we just need to try and convert and as many people and, and tell them the problem as evidently and cleanly as we can do. And then the other side of it is we're trying to actually, once those tubes are being used, we're trying to grab them. So we're doing this project with uh, Sainsbury's at the moment called Don't Squeeze the Planet, where we're actually, um, we've, we've put what we're calling toothpaste tube amnesty bins uh, in oh, dental, nice. practices, dental practices across the country. Hundreds of dental practices uh, have, as we speak, got these uh, amnesty bins coming out to their practices. And um, basically we're getting them as our sort of ambassadors on the ground to um, get their patients to bring in their used tubes, dump them in the bins, and then we're going to collect all of them up and we're actually going to um, turn them into something beautiful. So we're, 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 uh, we haven't quite finalised exactly what we're going to turn them into yet. Um, we're working with a company who can process that, that plastic. It's really hard to do, as I've already mentioned, it's not recyclables. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go really sort of unique processes to get it there. But actually, you can make really beautiful, um, really beautiful products with it. And, and obviously, we want these products to be, to have a, an, an infinite lifespan. They're not Life, going to be yeah. single products because that would just cause the same problem. But yeah. we want them to be something that sort of stays with someone for a lifetime. So 
that's um that's, that's amazing what an inc- yeah that's incredible and was that a, a a collaborative thing with Sainsbury's I guess but that must have been you pushing it through from the dental side and from the kind of from your dental network side yeah absolutely I mean the response from dentists and dental hygienists especially which who dental hygienists tend to be the one giving the recommendations on what toothpaste to use what brushes to use they're also like a really passionate uh, group that you'll often see on Instagram someone will have their name like Jane the hygienist or something yeah. like that they're, they're proud of it which is amazing and they, they do such a great job because oral hygiene is just still the bedrock of of good oral health and mm. as I've already alluded to so many health problems so many dental problems come from not cleaning well enough but also so many body problems we're all about sort of whole body wellness at Parla and um there's so much evidence now to show if you have gum disease, then you're five times more likely to get diabetes or you're wow. five times more likely to have heart disease. Or these, I'm pulling these figures out of the air, but the link is very, very well known now. Yeah. Um, and so actually, dental hygienists are doing an incredible job. But the, the response from, from uh, the profession has been really amazing so far. And um, yeah, I think that's a key part to our success is that when, when, you, when you see something new like this, most people who see their dentist regularly will go to their dentist and say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying these toothpaste tablets. Like, what do you think? And in yeah. general, speaking from personal experience, if someone came to me in, in normally and said they were using a brand that wasn't one of the big boys, I'd be quite skeptical and cautious. Yeah, yeah. Because, um, I, I wouldn't want them to do anything negative for their oral health. And I mentioned fluoride earlier. Most of these challenger brands traditionally have been fluoride free, which means yeah. that they're not... Uh, not effective at preventing decay. And Mm -hmm. so at the clinic, we would often see someone who who had this mindset, they would switch to a fluoride-free toothpaste because they've heard something from someone online. And um, you would just see cavities start forming in someone who had been stable for many, many years. Wow. Um, And so that's why dentists are really cautious because they don't want to recommend something that's going to be detrimental to your oral health. Um, so the fact that we've got the profession behind us, both in the UK and also with our international network, um, is a real positive for the brand. And it's, it's really yeah. lovely to sort of see the community getting behind us. And for example, I'm doing a, a lecture road show um, over the next six months across 10 locations. It's going to be to about a thousand dentists. They're all going to be taught about parlor. So those sort of things give us a really unique opportunity. Brilliant. Yeah. And I guess it's the kind of thing, as you mentioned in the beginning, it would be the kind of thing that if someone else um, developed and brought out, they would look at you or your co-founders to be the kind of face of it, wouldn't they? Or the the like influencer behind it or the person giving yeah. it that credibility. So yeah, it's brilliant that, that you had the foresight to kick it off. Um, I remember seeing you guys on Dragon's Den and thinking back on that, that must have been, was that even before you before you launched? Or it might, must have been right at the very beginning of, of when you launched, wasn't it, your appearance? Uh, so we recorded it in September 2020. So we've been trading for about six months at that stage. Right, okay, yeah. Um, they contact, so they, they actually reached out to us. I'll never forget when I got the email through. Um, we've been on this morning, like on, in like a plastic free July thing. Yeah. And um, with Holly and Phil, and that was, that was hilarious, watching Phil um, just swallow a tablet whole. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> one, of the, one of the research, obviously at that point, everyone was on lockdown. So one of the researchers had... <laughs> Uh, been watching this morning seen us on there she got in touch and um, sent me this email through and I was actually on a virtual consultation with a patient 
Um, and I saw an email pop up in the corner like Dragon's Den, and I was like, no. I <laughs> <laughs> thought like it would be a great product for Dragon's Den. And I, I love yeah. Dragon's I've always, I've watched it since I was a kid, so yeah, yeah. Um, I've always wanted to go on there. Um, and anyway, I mean, there's so much due diligence and everything that you, yeah. you have to get through, and they they always stay at every step. This is not a guarantee you're going to be on the show. Even like a week before, they'll be like, "This is not a guarantee you're going to be on the show." <laughs> when you recorded it, they're like, "There's no guarantee you're going to make the cut." Um, so it's a really, I mean, you never, you're never fully chilled until it's gone live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know plenty of people who who have recorded and it hasn't made the show. So yeah. you obviously had enough controversy in there to to make yeah. the cut. And it was they loved it, didn't they? They loved the product. Yeah, it went down really well. I mean, um, the problem is you don't you don't see the edit until uh, it goes live on BBC. So we recorded yeah. it in September 2020. It went live April 21 um and um we were in there for two and a half we were in there for two and a half hours yeah and then definitely I said some stupid stuff that didn't make the edit thank god um but um yeah no we had we had we had a we had a fair time but a tough time it took Solomon had a dental product so in my opinion he had a pretty strong conflict of interest so he came in really hard uh, very negative everyone else was really really nice um we went in there for Deborah well we went in there mainly for for a bit of PR, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but, but Deborah, we went in there for Deborah and Tej because Deborah's really eco, like yeah. bang on our target demographic. And then Tej obviously makes tablets for a business. So yeah, that, yeah. It also helped with our manufacturing side of things. Um, and they both gave us offers, which was great. They just wanted thirty percent of the business for the pleasure. Yeah. So yeah. we um, we weren't willing to, to give that much away. But yeah, no, the whole experience was amazing. Like I loved. I loved it. Um, I wish I hadn't have worn a really thick double-breasted suit because it was <laughs> degrees in Manchester that oh day. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it must have been with really the lights. Nice. I was just I could oh. feel sweat dripping down my back. Oh no! <laughs> you were like, it's not meant to be like this. This is yeah. our moment. Oh, I, no. I, I thought we gave a really great representation of the brand. Yeah, I did. We nailed the pitch, and that was the bit I was most worried about because obviously there's no. There's no edits, there's no cut, like no, you can't retry no. Like you have to nail it first time. Um, and I knew my numbers, which I was, again, that was sort of the area that I was nervous about. Um, so yeah, it was it was really good. And 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 like uh, Deborah said this amazing line at the end being like, I've tried tablets, this is so much better. I hope you take over the world with this. And like- Brilliant. You're that like, was, that's all we needed. We just yeah, need that the line, yeah. That was the best, that was, that was just a cracking line. And um, yeah, yeah no, so it was, it was definitely, I'm really glad we did it. I'd do it again if I had a chance, like, it was really fun. Yeah, no, it's a perfect product, isn't it? What was the, so obviously you didn't take the offer. What was the impact though? Did you see that immediate impact in terms of, of sales and PR and yeah? I mean, we, we'd already done really well with PR. We got a really great PR agent and, um, I think that there's just a really interest in these sort of products at the mm. moment that are like a really easy change you can make to have a, a, a positive impact on the environment. But the sales, I mean, by the time the show had finished airing, our slot was like 15 minutes. We'd done, I think, I think we'd done like two months worth of sales or, or a wow. month's worth of sales in about 15 minutes. That's incredible. Um, and um, it just kept on going for like the next, probably for the next month. I think we did three months worth of sales in a month. Um, and then it was really great because we just, we just maintained, well, we, we, we never, we didn't have a huge drop off. Like we just really maintained that baseline. And then obviously we've grown really nicely from there. Mm. Um, we'd already signed the contracts with Sainsbury's at that point. So we were already in there. 
um, and we were on boot, we'd already locked in boots online. So from that point of view, it it, it didn't make much difference. Um, but I think the really the really powerful impact that it did make is that now you just don't realize how many people watch Dragon's Den. Like yeah. every, everyone I speak to, like on a, if I'm talking to a creative, or I'm talking to someone like um, a retailer or, or whatever, they've all seen it. Yeah. Um, and I know everyone doesn't watch it, but a lot of people still watch Dragon's Den. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, and and people... it's, cra- it's crazy as well how you remember, so, like, I, you know, you'll yeah. see businesses from like 10 years ago and I'll think, oh, yeah, they were on Dragon's Den. You just yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, you get such an insight into the person, the, the people behind it, don't you? They really stay yeah. with you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm the same. Um, and I think there's a natural gravitation to want to support those brands when you've seen yeah. the person behind them. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, the beauty with our business obviously is we're a subscription-based business. So um, lots of those people who subscribe because they found out through Dragon's Den yeah. are still with us now. Uh, but it was a really great litmus test for us just to, to see, right, okay, if we can show enough people the problem and the solution mm. that we have, then will they convert and will they make the change from tube yeah. to tablet? And it was just such a resounding yes that yeah. like, I really, I still sort of, I still use that now when we have like a, a problem or a bad day or something goes wrong. And it's like, no, the demand for this is there. Yeah. Like we just, gotta, we just gotta get things right. We just gotta deliver it in the right way and, uh, and get it in front of as many people as we can do. It's just telling that story, isn't it? There's so much, it's, there's so much like education around the eco side of it and the, the actual product and the, the hygiene side of it. The, mm. it's just about educating people isn't it and yeah tv is a great Absolutely. way to do and i think the thing we, we've noticed we we're still learning about the product like we just thought we we go into the tablet form because it was the only way to create a truly eco solution like a truly zero waste solution um so our refills come out in compostable plant-based bags and then you just pour it back into the jar and then that refill bag just composts so there's, there's no waste from it at all but what we've learned as we've gone through is that actually the tablet form is so much better because we as dentists are choosing the ingredients we're choosing the dose how yeah. much of everything you're getting which means that we can do things like with our parlor pro tablets we've incorporated vitamin e and vitamin b12 into those tablets so 50 percent of your rda in each tablet so when you brush twice a day you get your rda through that and there's amazing science to support that that actually it's absorbed through your gums and because it's a tablet we can control the amount that you get it works in a way that a normal paste never could do so those sort of benefits that i think as you stay with the brand for a longer period you learn and you you can sort of double down on those and, and we've got some really exciting npd coming out which is sort of leveraging on that fact amazing amazing truly like inspirational to think that you know you've I mean you've created a whole new category essentially haven't you I know you said that the the tabs already existed but kind of yeah combining the the true eco element with it with with this this vastly improved product is just brilliant Mm. I just wondered just a couple of last questions and then I'll let you go and and spin all of your plates but um I just wondered what the best piece of advice you'd ever been given was if there was something that you know someone's told you on your journey that you just kind of go back to and and it keeps you on track I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is a quote. I mean, it's not someone that someone said to me directly, unfortunately, but there's a quote in my um, 
I have up in my practice from Nelson Mandela that says it always seems impossible until it's done. Yeah. Um, and I think I I really live with that on a day to day basis that um, that many many things that I'm really proud of in my life have at one point just seemed completely unattainable. Um, and by just sort of keep my head down, keep on trucking, just every single day, like trying to be better, trying to improve. Um, those outcomes are achievable. I mean, every, everyone's human. Everyone who you think is a god or just uh, someone who is completely out of out of the real world, they are just humans who have yeah. really sort of dove into their passions and worked incredibly hard. So, um, yeah, I guess that's that's kind of and that really helps me again. Yeah. When you have the hard days because it's it's such a roller coaster doing a challenger brand. Like you're constantly yeah. on the edge. There's no turning off. There's no holidays. Um, I've got two kids and like balancing that with everything else is, is just so difficult. So yeah, it, it's, it's hard work, but it is, it is so rewarding at the same time. I can imagine. How Just touching on that, how do you balance everything? Because you've got, even though I know that you're, um, you know, some of those roles aren't, that we discussed earlier, aren't kind of jobs as in committed hours per week but that's a lot of responsibility and different people to keep happy and how how do you balance all of that well I certainly don't always keep everyone happy um, <laughs> um, I have a very very understanding wife number one <laughs> yeah uh, you must do yeah um, uh, she's actually a dentist as well she, she uh, co-owns the dental practice with me oh so wow okay manages a lot of the um uh, the running of that business so I can just sort of do the dentistry and then focus on the other bits um, but I think I'm, I'm very uh, structured with my day so I wake up at um, uh, between sort of 4.30 and 5 in the morning wow. um, I'll do a solid sort of hour of uh, emails at that stage um, do some meditation which I'm very very passionate about and then work out from six till seven and then and then start the day and I, and I exercise every day and those that 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 sort of two hour block from uh from five till seven it, that I think keeps me sane because yeah. it means that I don't allow my inbox to get ahead of me um I can sort of especially when I'm in the clinic because I'm in the clinic Tuesday Wednesday Thursday um seeing patients so that time is sort of relatively fixed mm. I have to fit everything else in around everything um so having that daily sort of two hour block is really great for my mental health, great for mm. sort of my, uh, just staying on top of everything, I think. Yeah. Um, I have worked with sort of virtual assistants and stuff in the past, but I'm just too much of a control freak. I think I need, I need to do everything myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> then you, then you just have to find the time in the day then, don't you? It's yeah. Uh, and that's yeah. About that early slot is that no one else is awake. Yeah. My kids aren't awake. My wife isn't awake. I, it's just a time that I can just focus on what I need to get done. Yeah. Um, I also focus on my own self-care, like meditation and mm -hmm. exercise and also nutrition, like those three pillars and sleep, um, which I probably don't get enough of at the moment because I've got a one-year-old boy who doesn't sleep very well. But oh. in general, like, I'm really, really focused on those things. And yeah. like, my exercise and my meditation, they're, they're non-negotiable things mm. that I will not, there's no excuse for me not doing them. Like they are so important for how I function for the rest of the day and I always say with exercise especially it's like if you had a meeting you wouldn't just not turn up yeah like you wouldn't just not do it that day so make your exercise like that 
and whatever your exercise is, I mean, it can be a walk, it can be like yoga, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm as anyone that follows me on Instagram will know I'm a bit obsessed with my Peloton. So um, as you can, it's just here. I saw it in the back. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that through lockdown was oh, such a yeah. godsend. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, especially as a parent, it just gives you a really great opportunity to just get a really good sweat on. Um, and um, yeah, for, for mental health, it's massive. So I guess that was a really long-winded way of answering your question. No, 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 it's a great answer. It's, um, yeah, something we all know, isn't it? I really admire people who have that commitment when, you know, that the ex- exercises are non-negotiable. It's like the first thing that goes for me. I'm just like, yeah, okay, I'll not do it. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, I, finally. I, I used to like that. I, I think it's really important to say like, anyone can make this change it's uh, there's yeah. nothing about me like nothing it's it's all it's just a mindset thing and when you build the habit like I, I don't it's not a struggle for me to wake up in the morning at 5 a.m because I actually genuinely look forward to it mm. uh, and that's not because I have some weird obsession with exercise it's just I've just built it's uh it's like, I, I thought Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about it's funny to say it towards the other day and he was like I don't not have breakfast. I don't not sleep. I don't not drink water. Like, so I'll continue to exercise every day for the rest of my life. And it's like, I think I genuinely will do that because it's yeah. just, it just, it's just, I don't have to think about it anymore. It's just, I am exercising. That's just part of, yeah. Yeah. It's part of your, your habit. No, I really respect that. Final, final question is what advice would you give to anyone who's looking to start a business, but particularly uh, like a challenger brand or creating a new category. I think there's some really specific advice around that, isn't there? What what advice would you give anyone that's looking to do that? Um, number one advice would be just make sure that you're really passionate about the, the, the mission. Like mm. there's, there's no point in just, I mean, there is a point, I guess, but like you may well see a financial opportunity and, and look to try and make a quick buck out of it. But for me with Parler, and this is why we spent so much money on the branding, so much time getting everything ready um, from a design point of view is that I, I, I'm so passionate about the mission. Like I mm. genuinely care about it so much. And I'm also really, really passionate about the brand that I'm not looking to just make quick return on investment and then jump out. Um, mm. I'm looking to make sort of a legacy brand with it. I think if you go into it with that mindset, because it's so easy with social ads and stuff to just be like, oh, what's going to be the, the quickest quickest yeah. sales? Because yeah. you want cash. Like you're, you're running mm-hmm. a small business, you need cash flow to stay alive. And there's lots of times where I've had to make decisions that it's like, no, that, that's just not on brand. Like I don't, I don't care if it's going to deliver clicks on sales or whatever, or give yeah. me a better ROAS on my ads. Um, it needs to be on brand because we're building a, a brand that is for life here, not just for, not just a quick flip. um so I think that's that's really important like don't don't let perfectionism slow you down because I'm very guilty of that like get a minimum viable product out test it in the market like be quick be nimble that's your advantage as a a challenger brand um but at the same time like don't make short-term decisions because Mm. it'll lead to your short-term demise like make long-term decisions for your brand and you'll have a brand that stays around for a lot longer and you don't need to be a unicorn in year one. Like yeah. Oatly were around for 30 years before they came an overnight success. Yeah. Um, so don't feel like you need to like just be a hundred million pound business in a year. It's just, it's very unlikely um, to happen. 
Yeah, I love that. I really, really, really agree. I think we're seeing such a huge shift with where people are putting their their investments and all like these short term hacks that people have kind of ridden on chasing acquisition for the last five years has really come to a grinding halt, hasn't it? And I, I love that that the idea of you know not expecting that overnight success is just so true and uh, being on social media it's really easy to believe that that that's the case for everyone isn't it that everyone just kind of hammers it overnight so thank you so much Simon your um uh, your stories and the generosity of your knowledge there has been absolutely brilliant where's the best place for people to find you I guess there's one place for your Peloton content and one place for your (laughs) (laughs) Parlour content by the sounds of it but where's the best place for people to come yeah so Parlour is just at Parlour Toothpaste Tabs um on socials and uh, ParlourToothpasteTabs.com um and as i say available at sainsbury's boots Ocado, amazon is doing really well for us at the moment actually um and um and then for me it's just at dr simon chard um so dr i will um link them in the show notes so everyone can come and find you thank you so much for taking the time out and yeah i hope you have a brilliant rest of the day i can't wait to stay tuned and see what pal is up to next because i've got a feeling that a lot of people will be brushing with your tabs very very soon hope so thank you so much take care have a good day cheers